Welcome to the porch. I'm Richard Grun. This is where we get back to basics, the red letter basics, by examining the Word of God, and especially the example of the Book of Acts Church, to see how the early church served the Lord. By delving deeper into Scripture, we find the church the Lord intended, and not the one that man created. The porch has always been about restoring the priesthood of the believer and regaining the world-shaking influence that the early church had. The church age is still in effect. The day of Pentecost is ongoing. The fire of the upper room still burns. If you have any questions, go to firefalltalkradio.com, use the contact button, or you can write us directly at the porch, lowercase one word, at firefalltalkradio.com. If you'd like to support us, there are ways to do so. Go to the Firefall Talk Radio homepage. We appreciate your support and encouragement. Welcome to all of our listeners from the various streaming platforms. Remember, we can always be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, as well as Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Doing things a little different tonight, changing things up, adding some things. There'll be two shofars now. The first one will be the opening call to attention. The second one will be the call to prepare for the word. Want to start to update things, change things. We'll see how they work out. I'll uh, let you know. If you hear it again next week, you'll know that I'm okay with it. New videos have been posted in the private Vimeo folder for those of you that have access to it. Also, the Firefall Network on YouTube is up and running. I mentioned uh, that I had thought about shutting it down, but then we had a bunch of people subscribe to it, so there are videos on there, some new porch light videos, which are also on all of the Firefall talk radio social media accounts. We start out with praise reports and prayer requests. If you're not interested in the community part of the porch, just go right to the sound, the second shofar, and into the Bible study. As always, I praise the Lord for my salvation. Without that, nothing else I'm about to mention happens. For my wife, my home with my wife, the sons I had with my wife. There seems to be a pattern here. Uh, They got married, and now we have daughter-in-laws, and then one of them had a son, so we have a grandchild. So far, so good. This is called being blessed. We've had a lot of furry kids over the years, but we we have two right now. We love God's creation, plan on having more. I'm just thankful. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. My name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. He cared so much about me, he died for me. So I praise him for that, for the dreams and the visions and the protection he offers us, the healing virtues, his favor, for the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And the fact that I am a new creation living in prophetic times. Now we pray. We always start out by praying for the peace of Jerusalem because that's what Psalm 122 verse 6 tells us to do. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. I pray for America. I pray for the leadership in both countries. I am unimpressed with both of them, especially in regards with the safety of their children and adults won't go too far there. 
praying God forgive them, bless them, change them, get us all back on the right track, praying for all the people that are being victimized by their leadership, just as the Lord said would happen, just as prophecy predicted. I pray for the fatherless and the widows, the persecuted and the martyred, the poor in spirit, the bound, the oppressed, the innocents, both in and out of the womb, both human and animal, and those who are victims of injustice. I pray against the slaughter of the innocents. I pray for the children, the missing and exploited children, victims of human sex trafficking, for our brothers and sisters around the world being slaughtered and persecuted for their faith that growing religious persecution, the anti-Semitism, all reek of the spirit of the Antichrist. So I pray against the spirit of the Antichrist. I pray that the Lord would restrain him, that the power that he put in us as his church would push back. Praying for divine wholeness, health, and healing as we get back to our divine design. If you're healed, let us know. Give us a praise report. Otherwise, I pray for you right now. In the name of Yeshua, be healed. Be protected in that Psalm 91 covering. Be inspired by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Praying for the remnant who I preach to and speak to, that we would wake up, we would rise up, and answer the call to action. Blessings would flow. We would finish the job, finish the race, the dreams, and the visions. And, of course, I pray for our lost family members to come into the kingdom. The only other standard, we're going to do some things different. I'll explain in a second. Kim in Fort Mitchell, I like the fact that she stays accountable. She says, I hope all is well. I'm good. Lots to be thankful for. Praise him for loving me and saving my soul. Forever grateful for my recovery and my children. She praises him for her family, for her husband and her mother. Grateful they're both here with her and they get to spend Thanksgiving together. Uh, praise the Lord for my dog Bruno, she says, and for the porch community. said, I praise you, Father, for protecting us, providing for us. She's asking for clarity about a situation at her job and um, wants to know what she should do in regards to, I think it means a new position has been offered to her. She's asking for continued intercession for the court case in Germany, protection over her family her pets, and as well as the innocent, unsaved family members and animals in Jesus' name. Lord, before I come before you, I want to read your word. Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5. A psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Lord, you are good and we praise you and we enter your courts right now on this day with praise. We praise you, Father, for loving us, for saving us, for sending Yeshua to die for us, shedding every drop of blood and being nailed to a wooden cross. Lord, thank you for that. 
Thank you for being alive. I thank you for being alive. You're not a dead prophet. You're a risen Savior. You are alive forevermore, sitting at the right hand of the Father. And we sit with you in the heavenly places spiritually, but you are coming again to judge the living and the dead and to rescue us, and I praise you for that. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I pray your Holy Spirit would guide us tonight, inspire us, protect the technology, protect us, open our hearts, open our minds. Holy Spirit, have your way. And I pray all these things in Yeshua's name. And if you agree with me, say amen. Lessons are proprietary information, except where noted the information comes from outside sources. Combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day, and every year we, we talk about it. This year it's going to be a little different, but I want to tell you what I'm thankful for. I've mentioned some of it. My salvation that considering all the things I did, he saved me. He loved me. He made a way of escape for me. I'm thankful for my wife. Almost 42 years of marriage, that's a long time in a, in a time when people don't do that anymore. I'm thankful that she has stuck with me, has bared the burden of being married to somebody with my calling. I'm thankful for the two boys we have here and the two in heaven. Thankful for our home, the roof over our head, the, all the things that we have, the furry kids who we love, and thankful for our grandson. I'm just blessed. I'm thankful for his love. But you know, Back in 1795, George Washington proclaimed a second day of Thanksgiving following the defeat of the Whiskey Rebellion. And then when he left office, John Adams, James Madison, and others also intermittently declared days of Thanksgiving. Several presidents didn't even want to do it. They opposed it, like Thomas Jefferson denouncing such a proclamation. Not sure why. I have to look that up. By 1855, 16 states celebrated Thanksgiving, 14 on the fourth Thursday of November and two on the third. But it wasn't until 1863 that Abraham Lincoln established the regular tradition of observing a national day of Thanksgiving on the last Thursday of November. But you know what? For those of us who believe, every day is Thanksgiving Day. My wife, Deb Hunter Orlando, says, she's, she says, I'm thankful for my relationship with the Lord, thankful for my family, thankful that we can still be openly believers in a world that is condemning many for their faith, thankful for health and a long life. My son, Jesse Ann Orlando, says, I'm thankful for my son, my wife, and my Savior, thankful for getting called to help bring health both physically and spiritually 
to people's lives. We're going to hear from various people today about what they're thankful for. But you know what? We don't need a government to tell us to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Messiah Yeshua for you. Joan, Rhode Island, says, I'm thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for delivering me from death and addiction 24 years ago. I am blessed to have health, my family, my home, friends, and loved ones. I'm especially grateful for Richard Grun's ministry, The Porch, SRT, and Firefall Talk Radio. Thankfulness is a big deal in the Bible. So do you think it should be to us? In fact, it's one of the few specific things that we're told is God's will for us. Ephesians five eighteen through 20. This is the Amplified. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by Him. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise by singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua. Larry in Santa Rosa Beach has the testimony that ties to Ephesians five, eighteen through 20, said, I'm thankful that God never gave up on me. Greg in Long Island says, I'm thankful for my family, my job, and skills, the ministry the Lord has placed me in, and of course, my Lord showing grace. Well, you know what I'm thankful for? We got input from all members of SRT tonight. So the Bible talks about it a lot. Psalm 50, verse 14. Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praise to your name, O Most High. Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Psalm 107, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. In case you didn't get it the first time, be thankful. Let him know. The Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible translates thanksgiving as gratitude. Says it's a natural expression of thanks in response to blessings protection, or love. In the Judeo-Christian tradition, gratitude is not a tool used to manipulate the will of God. It's never coerced or fabricated in one's mind. Rather, gratitude is a joyful commitment of one's personality to God. It goes on to say in the Old Testament, gratitude to God was the only condition in which life could be enjoyed. Stacy in Texas says she's thankful for my husband who loves me no matter what, my kids, my family of like-minded believers, and the people God has placed in my life to bridge the gap. But most of all, for my Abba Father, who loves me patiently, consistently, and gracefully. Without him, I wouldn't have anything. Woody in Central Florida says he's thankful for his job, a home, his family, God's mercy and grace. He's thankful for Governor DeSantis, who's trying his best to keep our freedoms. And he asks us to pray protection 
for him and his family. So many different things in the Bible that we can be thankful for. It's individual to you. So I didn't prepare anybody that I was going to ask them for input. So everybody gave the first thing on their mind. We're all different. We're all part of a body. We're all different aspects of that body. But Thanksgiving, that gratitude direct towards God in the Holman Bible Dictionary is generally in a response to God's concrete acts in history. And as you've seen, Thanksgiving is a common theme found in the book of Psalms. David understood being thankful. David had some hardships, some of his own doing, but he was thankful. Psalm 147, verse 7. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God. For some of us, that would be a joyful noise. Psalm 54, verse 6. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. I will sacrifice a voluntary offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. His name is good. Being thankful is good. But the psalmist valued a song of thanksgiving more than sacrifice. Psalm 69, verses 30 and 31. I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bull which has horns and hooves. We are called to praise and thanksgiving morning, noon, and night. Morning, noon, and night. David did that. He did it during the watches every three hours, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., 9 to 12, 12 to 3, 3 to 6, and then so on. But David did it three times morning, which for him would be 9 a.m., noon, which would be 12, and then possibly either did it at 3 or more than likely 6. If you don't want to do it that way, do it when you get up. Do it in the middle of the day. Do it when you go to bed. But just do it. You're wondering why maybe depression and oppression has taken control? You're not activating praise. Putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Praise and thanksgiving in times of stress. Psalm 42, verses 3 through 5. My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him with the help of my countenance. Psalm 42, verse 5, amplified of the same scripture. Listen, somebody out there, this is for you. When I was putting these scriptures together, it just hit me. And, and I, I don't really like when somebody does that, because there's no way to prove it. It's so generic and so vague. But I'm telling you, I had a strong feeling today about this. Psalm 42, verse 5, is for you. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Hope in God, 
and wait expectantly for him. For I shall again praise him, the help of his presence. Right now, praise him. Praise him for his presence. Praise him for his Holy Spirit that's inside of you. Praise him for the cross. Praise him for the blood. Praise him for the empty tomb. Praise him for the upper room. Praise him that he's going to split the sky and come back again. Praise him that you're going to spend eternity with him. So let's get back to that question. Why are you cast down? Why? See, David understood this. He repeats it again in verse 11 of Psalm 42. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become restless and disquieted within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. For I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Again, Psalm 43, verse 5. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why are you restless and disturbed within me? hope in God, and wait expectantly for him. For I shall again praise him, the help of my sad countenance and my God. Why are you restless? Why are you disturbed? Why are you disquieted? Sometimes I have to ask myself that question. Sometimes the Lord will ask it of me when I gripe. He'll remind me of of something he said or something I've experienced, and I realize that I'm caught up in a moment that should be erased by all the other moments. The Lord loves you beyond anything you can think or imagine. He loves you so much he died for you. He loves you so much he's doing everything possible to rescue you, to heal you. Jane in Los Angeles says, grateful for prayers and intercession of all in our Abba who heard and intervened in the OR when one doctor was going to close me up, seeing the hugeness of the mass. The mass was on her heart, if you remember. And the other doctor determined to continue, grateful for the blood of Yeshua, who had the final say in rescuing me from imminent death. Gratefully is healing me speedily and surely daily. I praise now that he has finished this battle for my health and life. Cancer has been conquered and holding fast that my flesh can rest in hope so that no other human interventions shall be needed. I praise him in advance to make clear all that I am still to fulfill the destiny I am called to for which I believe was preserved. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he's still in the healing business. I'm thankful that cancer, which is cells that are replicating out of order, can go back to their divine design. They can stop doing that without radiation, without chemicals. So, Father, in the name of Yeshua, touch Jane. Touch those cells. Take the ones that have already replicated out of order and flush them out of her system and put those cells back to their divine design. We pray this in Yeshua's name. Folks, life is going to have ups and downs. And it's all how we handle the down that will affect how we enjoy the up. Being thankful should be a way of life for each one of us. Psalm 95, verses 1 through 3. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great king above all gods. You hear that, Hasatan? You hear that, Fallen? You hear all you fake Greek and Roman gods, you Norse gods and whoever you are? You hear that? He is the great God. We can praise him for that. I am thankful for that. 
Psalm 92, verse 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praises to your name, O Most High. There's an old-time praise and worship song that goes that way. We used to sing it a lot on Sunday mornings at Christian Heritage. I like the old praise and worship. You know why? You're singing the word. You're not singing the same phrase over and over. And I, and I get where that comes from. But I like, like David, I want to sing the word. Psalm 35, verse 18, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. Tell somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. People don't want religion. They don't want to be thumped with your Bible. They don't want to be preached at for the most part. But they want to know about the Lord. Is he real? Is he real to you? And can he be real to them? Tell them. Give thanks. Let them know. We're living in a fallen world. And boy, is that obvious in 2021. And unfortunately, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Psalm 44, verses 5 through 8. Through you, we will push down our enemies. Through your name, we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hated us. In God, we boast all day long and we praise your name forever. Selah. Selah. Pause. Think about what you just said. I started out with this, but I want to bring it back because we need to praise him that he's faithful even when we're not that his mercy is new every morning psalm 100 starting with verse 2 serve the lord with gladness and delight come before his presence with joyful singing know and fully recognize with gratitude that the lord himself is god it is he who has made us not we ourselves and we are his people and the sheep of his pasture Enter his gates with the song of thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, bless and praise his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generation. How do you go into his presence with singing, joyful singing? Oh, you can sing praise and worship songs. But you can give spontaneous songs of praise. You can begin to sing out those things he's done for you. I've done that. The Spirit has taken over and it's been pretty amazing and pretty much a blessing. Start out just by praising him. And then begin to let it flow from your heart. Let it flow from your spirit. And begin to sing a song of thanksgiving and praise. Drives the enemy crazy. God's presence in our life comes by means of dynamic praise, singing, gladness, thanksgiving, and worship. If the Holy Spirit's in you, and he should be, and if it's not, we need to talk about that. That dunamis of the Holy Spirit, which is self-replicating power, brings spontaneous praise, causes people to shout, causes people to dance, causes caused David to dance before the Lord. So much so it embarrassed his wife, Michael, who was Saul's daughter, and she chastised him, and he put her away. He didn't want anything to do with anybody that didn't understand what he was doing for the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. That's the shout of good of the goodness of God and his mercy, his truth lasts forever. That Hebrew word for truth comes from the root meaning to be established or to be confirmed. 
This is where we get the word amen. Surely, truly, God's goodness is truth. It's amen. It's based upon his loyal love and his truth. We give thanks and praise to you, O God. We give thanks for your wonderful work. Declare that your name is near. People declare your wonders. When I select an appointed time, I will judge with equity, says the Lord. Psalm 75, verses 1 and 2. The other thing we can be thankful for is God's righteous judgment, his consistent righteous judgment. We know that he will humiliate the proud, but he will exalt the humble and the righteous. Peggy in Alabama said she's thankful for me, which I appreciate. Says, I'm thankful, what meaning me, not her, me, me, me. Said, I'm thankful for you, meaning me, which I read. Now I'm reading back to you as me. Confused much? I am thankful for what is coming because the, sorry, that's just me being me. Says, I'm thankful for what is coming because the spirit of the living God is about to show himself in signs and wonders and miracles. Are, Are you thankful for the signs and the wonders? Are you thankful for the miracles? Are you thankful that he sits on the throne? That he's in control. That he laughs at the follies of men. He laughs at the follies of the fallen. All creation joins in offering thanks to God. Psalm 145 verses 9 through 11. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. So I spend so much time talking to you about the kingdom of God, the kingdom we are supposed to be living in. It's a kingdom of praise. It's a kingdom of being thankful. It's a kingdom of the nature and the essence of God, the glory of the Lord. Even Jonah, which is the oldest book in the Bible, by the way, if you're ever on Jeopardy, even Jonah understood this. Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. You may be thinking, well, what have I vowed? Well, whether implicitly or explicitly, you have vowed to love him. You have vowed to follow him. You have vowed to be faithful to him when you made him Lord of your life. Pay your vows. Thanksgiving, the thing we're talking about, was central to Old Testament worship. It's all throughout the Old Testament. Sacrifice and offerings were to be made not begrudgingly, but with thanksgiving. Deuteronomy 8.10, When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Psalm 107, verse 22, Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his work with rejoicing. Psalm 54, verse 6, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, Lord, for it is good. See, David assigned to the Levites to invoke, to thank, and to praise the Lord. First Chronicles 16, 4, and he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to commemorate, to thanks, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. First Chronicles twenty three thirty, and the Levites are to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at evening. What's pretty amazing about that is, 
initially the firstborn were supposed to be dedicated to the Lord as priests, but then after the golden calf and how many failed, and it was the Levites who stood up and fought back that God made the Levites his tribe of priests, and they were told to give thanks to God. But you know what? We're kings and priests now to serve our God. We're the ones to give thanks. First Chronicles 16, starting verse 7. On that day, David first delivered this psalm into the hand of Asaph and his brethren to thank the Lord. O oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous work. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. I don't have to be told to do this. And, and not because I'm anybody special. From the moment I got saved, this was in my heart. To be thankful, to praise him. I didn't deserve his salvation. I didn't deserve to have him rescue me and clean up my mess and give me back the family I discarded. I am thankful that he loved me, even in my mother's womb. Even with everything that went on in my life, he was interceding and protecting me. I can't even fathom that kind of love. But I appreciate it, and I am thankful for it. Being thankful, this thing called thanksgiving, is a natural element of Christian worship. It should be the character of our Christian life. Colossians 2, 6-7 through 7 is, As you have therefore received Messiah, Yeshua the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you've been taught, abounding in it, all the things I just mentioned, with thanksgiving. Colossians 4, 2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant, vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Let me do that again. Colossians 4, 2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. I don't, I don't know who it was I just saw, and that's what threw me off. I, I pray for you. I pray for your weeping in the darkness. I pray for your broken heart. And I pray for you to know how much he loves you. Be persistent and devoted to prayer. Being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. You know, if you're going to ever have an attitude, let it be one of thanksgiving. Leviticus twenty-two twenty-nine, And when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it of your own free will. Have an attitude of thanksgiving. In all things, no matter what, giving thanks. Remember, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. No matter how bad it seems, no matter how it looks like the enemy got over on you, God can make it right. He can make it good. He can make it a testimony. He could change it in the blink of an eye to favor him, bless you, and save someone else. Dictionary.com says thanksgiving is a manner, disposition, feeling, or a position with regards to a person or thing. Are you thankful? Are you? 
I keep asking these questions. Of course, you can't interact with me and on some of the other um, streaming services. You could chat. If I was able to see the speaker and you were online, I, you could chat. But I'm looking at my notes. Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. If you are thankful, share it with others. Don't close the hand, open the hand. That's what family does. If we have a need and somebody can fill that need, they should do so. And conversely, if you have the ability to fill that need or maybe God has blessed you, then you should bless others. Praise him for deliverance from sin. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Romans six, seventeen and 18. Junior in Oklahoma says, I'm most thankful for salvation and the relationship I have with Christ. My mother who prayed for my salvation, the family I have, grandkids, my home, my three dogs, and the small little community in Oklahoma where I live. But most of all, John 15:16 says, You didn't choose me, I chose you, and I'm so thankful and blessed because of it. The scripture reminds me every day of who I am and where I will be at the end. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, 2 Corinthians 9.15, and that gift is Messiah. That gift is salvation. That gift is the blood. That gift is your debt's been paid. That doesn't make you thankful something's wrong. I pray for you right now, whatever's holding you back, whatever's muting or covering the joy that you should feel in your heart. Whatever has blanketed you or oppressed you, I said it before, the garment of praise, I speak to you a blessing. I speak to you the the ability to worship, the ability to praise him. The the, the spirit of heaviness goes from the garment of praise. I'm all over the place right now. I'm so jacked up. I'm so excited about this word and the Lord. Put on the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. See, I'm thankful that I have the prayer shawl. I have tallit, multiple tallit. And at any moment, I can get under one. And for me, that becomes a garment of praise because I understand what it represents and I can hide under it. I can tabernacle with him. I'm thankful that I can say these words from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 56 and 58 through 58. But the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So I shared um, two porch lights this week, and the second one dealt with feeling a failure in ministry. Short little ones, four minutes, three minutes. But it's real easy to do. It's real easy to feel like you're not having an effect. It's real easy to feel like, you know, everybody's based on numbers and money or fame or all those other things. But the truth is, that's not how God does things. Be encouraged. Be steadfast. Be immovable. An attitude of thanksgiving 
will go a long way to help you with that. 1 Peter 2, verses 5 and then 9 through 10. You also as living stones are being built up in a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus the Messiah. Lord wanted me to tell you that person I saw before weeping was a woman. It was a female. He said I needed to be specific. But you are a chosen generation. All of you are. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Your family, you have a Abba Father who loves you. You have brothers and sisters who you may not even know, who are either praying for you by name or praying for you in the Spirit. You're not alone. He's called you out of darkness, and he's called you into his marvelous light. See, the word from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation, has established a pattern for us. Just think of Adam and Eve been a little more thankful for what they had. They wouldn't have risked it so easily. We should always be thankful. When you take for granted what he's done, when you take for granted what he's going to do, if at any time you lose this attitude of thanksgiving, it sets you up for the enemy. Revelation 1, verses 4 through 6, the message to the seven churches. John to the seven churches that are in the province of Asia. Grace be granted to you, and peace, inner calm, and spiritual well-being from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits that are before his throne, and from Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, the faithful and trustworthy witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who always loves us, and who has once for all freed us, and washed us from our sins, by his own blood, his sacrificial death, and formed us into a kingdom as his subjects, priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and the power and the majesty and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. We have been called to serve him. We've been called to walk with him. We've been called to be thankful to him. We've been called to love one another. We've been called not to judge. And that doesn't mean if you see something wrong, you don't confront it, but you do it in love. Kind of like he did with the woman caught in adultery. Everything's about your attitude of thanksgiving. Some people have a religious attitude. I don't have time for that, nor do I have a tolerance for it. But I'm thankful. And tomorrow when I sit with our family and we celebrate Thanksgiving, I pray that you have that availability. I pray that you have friends or family or someone so that you're not alone. But if you are, I want to pray for you. And I want to ask the Spirit to remind each one of us to pray for those tomorrow who are alone. Lord, I told Adam it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. And this world has created a disease, divorce, homelessness, family dysfunction, has done everything in its power to destroy and disrupt. I pray starting here and now, but definitely tomorrow, you send your ministering angels to those that are hurting, those that are in need, those who feel like they're alone. Send them someone or just visit them. Let them know you love them. Tomorrow as we eat and do whatever we do, 
used to say watch football, but I don't do that anymore. I don't waste my time on the NFL. Whatever you're doing tomorrow, be thankful. Bless others. So, Father, I thank you right now. Thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I am thankful for you in every possible way. Thankful for my brothers and sisters. I'm thankful for every family member represented on the porch and those that we don't even know that listen in anonymity, wherever they are. I'm thankful for them. And most of all, I'm thankful that we're going to spend eternity together worshiping you. I pray all these things in Yeshua's name. If you agree with me, just say amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Grund. Have a happy Thanksgiving. This has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio.